Hey, this is Lexi. This is Ari. And you're listening to Hotel Earth. Wow, that was a Welcome. super like enthusiastic chow on my end. I apologize. Chow. Oh, I have that one TikTok of you being you saying chow Barbie. Chow Barbie. <laughs> I really want to post it. I'll send it to you. I afterwards. love it's the Italian funny. dubs of all the big blockbuster films I get here in Italy. They are so funny. It's like chow Barbie. <laughs> chow Barbie. It is that. It's very funny. I've actually seen a couple since that happened. I've seen a couple of instances where people were also making fun of like films being dubbed from their first language to their second. You know, I have heard on many accounts that the Italian dubs are one of the best in the world. They're always super good. And so a lot of people will even argue that the Italian dub actors do it better than the OGs. You didn't hear it from me. Ooh. You heard it from oh, my oh, peers. Oh. That's a pretty pretty bold statement. But I've heard great things about not only the Italian film industry, but the dub industry in general. So got some competition. Yeah, as someone who's who's watched a couple of, of dub, dubbed movies um, through Netflix, I can say, like, they're actually not too shabby. And if you're wondering uh, where the fuck you are and who the fuck is talking, hi, welcome back to Hotel Earth. My name is Lexi Moorhead. I'm joined by my co-host, Ariana Halvai, and also my dog that is snoring in the background. So if you hear soft snores, that's Milo. Milo is her rat. It is. Um, He's a 12-pound rat. That's massive. Very hairy. He's huge. He's basically like a capybara. Oh, no. He's more like a nutria that, like, swim in the Arno River. If anyone knows what nutria are... I do. Fucking schifissimo. There were... There were like huge signs about them when I was in Spain last year. They're with nasty. Jordan. They're large. Bro, they, I've seen them in in the in the Adeno River before. They usually pop up around summertime, and the way that they like slither in the water, it looks like a like a Ew. serpent. It literally looks like a sea serpent. And the first time I saw one was like years ago when I was studying abroad here, and I was just like, "What the flying fuck is that?" And then someone I was with yeah, was like... Yeah, we don't have those in the United no, States. No, well, we have... They, they exist in, like, Louisiana, actually, like, oh. in Swampland. Yeah. Oh, wow. In Florida, they do not. That. But I, it's a basically, guys, Shocking. for those who don't know what a nutria is, it's a massive beaver rat, but super it's, ugly with, like, yellow teeth, and they swim around, and they, like... Oh, they're just... They're just... They're huge, and they're gross. Beware. Thank you for calling Milo huge and gross. Milo is a well-groomed, the truth fluffy nutria. We're, we we digress. Apologies. This happens in every intro, but it does. You guys are here. It does because most likely you're either a very dedicated listener, so thank you, or B, you are really interested by today's title. So, which could very well 
be the case. Which could be the case. Let's. We actually don't really have a title for for today yet. Sealed? We do we? Don't. But we don't. Basically, we're going to be talking. Oh, hold on, oh, Lexi. Before, Lexi owes yeah. me a question. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm getting ahead of say, myself. I know we're nowhere near um, January, and I'll probably ask you this same question as January first actually does approach. Um, but you know, the end of the year is going to be here before we know it. So Ariana, I'm curious, what is a new year's resolution that you worked on this year or said you were going to work on and tell us maybe why you did or did not work on it. And if you will continue it into our year 2024. All right. I can do that. So One of the resolutions or intentions that I set for this year was to be more intentional, (laughs) Uh, to (laughs) make sure that everything I do has intention and remember why, if whatever I do, whatever action I do to make sure that it's something that and somehow aligns back to my values. And so basically Mm -hmm. everything I do ends up being true to myself. Now, have I made some mistakes this year? Certainly. Um, and I probably will continue to make them, but that's just something I actively try to do is make sure everything I do, anything I work on, anything I put time and energy to has intention behind it. And what is that intention? Does it align with my values? You know, so for example, uh, one thing that I've done more to kind of perpetuate this kind of type of thinking, this, um, this mindset is I've been drinking more wine and eating more chocolate. Why? Because it makes me feel good. The endorphins and serotonin just skyrocket, let me tell you. And um, how does this align with my values, you may ask? Well, one of my values is enjoying the little things. And good product, good product of uh, of food and wine and beverage. I just love food and, and drink a lot. It's one of my favorite pastimes. <laughs> so, you know, it's little things, man. Those things make me really happy. They really do. Good. And in the grander scheme of things, will I continue to work on that next year? Absolutely. Hopefully I'll be better at it. Because like I said, I'm, I can definitely think of a few things I did this year that didn't, I didn't do with intention to that. And that definitely didn't align with my values, but we are trying, we're out here, we're trying, we're doing our best. We are doing our best. That's all that matters. And you know, I would argue that our topic of today, the person we're speaking about, I... I actually don't know that she was doing her best in this particular situation, but she was certainly doing something. She was doing something with intention. We can we can say that for a fact. Um, and before we get our opinions out uh, out there, let's explain what the fuck we're talking about today. And I think you guys can tell by Lexi and I's tone a little bit that we are finding today's topic extremely humorous humorous comical i i don't know I, there's a there's a there's, there's a, lot a lot embedded of- in today's conversation and we're we're gonna cover as much as we possibly can in the amount of time that we have allotted for ourselves so tell but the people tell maybe, the people what they what they need to know about it yeah okay so what we're talking about is basically centered around a 2019 conference that was held in New Zealand. 
That conference is called the Petroleum Exploration and Production Association of New Zealand, which from now on will be called, I don't know if it's PEPANS or if the P-E-P-A-N-Z. I like PEPANS. Which would you prefer? All right, we're going to go with PEPANS. I like So we're talking about the PEPANS conference. And as you may or may not have inferred from the title, it's a conference about fossil fuels in New Zealand. So to give you all the spiel, here we go. Approximately a week before the 2019 PEPANS annual conference, Rosemary Penwarden sent an email to oil industry delegates attending the conference. Now, for the record, Ms. Penwarden did not work on behalf of the Pepins group, and she created a fake email address, which it was the conf- it said conferencepepins at gmail.com to send this email from. Oh, before you continue, just so everyone knows, Rosemary uh, Penwarden is like a regular New Zealand civilian. She has no relation to this organization or anything like that. She's just exactly. she's just a climate activist who took it upon herself to email a very high profile yes. group of people yes. about a conference. And in the email that she wrote, written, I will say, using Pepan's official logos, markings, and letterhead, Miss Penwarden claimed the conference was canceled. Now you might be saying to yourself, well, how did she how did she cancel this conference? What did she say, maybe? Well, we have a few excerpts from the letter that I would like to share with you. The first, we are deeply concerned at the rapidly accelerating social and political changes engulfing us, highlighted by many of our own children preparing to strike from school to demand a safe future. So that was uh, one excerpt. And the second I'd like to read for you. Despite our best efforts at secrecy, activists have discovered this year's conference and we're yet again planning noise and disruption. But there is a silver lining to all of this. We will not be there to listen to that incessant chanting. You, you, if you received an email like this, Ariana, and you were an oil delegate, would you raise an eyebrow? I would I would simply probably piss myself laughing. Well, I, I think I think quite a few of the oil execs, at least from from what I read, because we did see a few of them actually did give responses to news outlets saying that they they felt a few different ways. Um, one feeling was, wow, did someone hack their system because it felt, it felt very odd, but they were also confused because it looked like it may have been coming from an official Pepan's email address. How? It's literally yeah. a personal Gmail account. <laughs> like, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that the oil execs that received this email were boomers. Um, and uh, yeah, that, that's, my, that's okay, my first Okay, so they're hunch. either boomers or the alternative is that they tried to pretend like they were taking it super seriously to make the lawsuit seem more like to see make the lawsuit seem stronger so that her charges could be more of a higher offense you know what i'm saying like if they just like brush off like all this idiot like no one cares versus if they go to the media be like oh my god this really fooled us that makes the lawsuit like way more way more legitimate that's 
that's true. And continuing on to to get us to how how this all ended up. So the event organizers found out about the circulated email, and they were able to contact the delegates and squash the ca- the cancellation rumor. So the the event went on as planned. Now, Penn Warden claims that the email was only meant to be satirical protest. She didn't think that anyone would take it seriously, and you can tell by how Ariana and I just spoke that most people probably didn't necessarily take it seriously. And if they did, I mean, the event still happened, so clearly it didn't actually make that big of a wave. But seven or so months after the email was sent, police came to Ms. Penwarden's home in New Zealand and arrested her. She was charged with two counts of forgery, making a forged document and using a forged document. Yeah. And uh, now, now we're gonna maybe just... Ari, how do you... How do you feel about this? I'm so glad you asked. Um, look, <clears throat> I think it's cute that a little grandma in New Zealand wanted to spice things up, send a message, use her voice, all good things. Um, however, it was to no avail because what the fuck? Like, it did nothing. You make yourself look like an absolute idiot for lack of a better word, really. Um, and how her argument of saying this was meant to be satirical protest only is really there. interesting when she went so far out of her way to make sure that she was using all the right logos and making it seem super official. Like, I get she took the satire thing, like, super far. Um, and she did yeah. a good job, I suppose. Like, I personally think this is hilarious. But you can't be so surprised. Like, you're you're talking to big oil here, honey. You can't be so surprised when you're going to piss off big oil. And you, you're going to get a little knock on your door about something. About something. Like, in this case, it was forgery. In another case, it could have been slander. Like, who knows? But, like, it's just what a waste of time and energy this entire thing was that very much well could have been used toward some efforts that could have been actually like effective yeah i i do agree with you i think her defense is going the right path and claiming that it was just satirical i don't know what other kind of defense i would personally use if i were representing her in this particular case like here's here's the thing though i think I think this is, um, so just without me like going too far away from the actual situation, right? Because mm-hmm. there's a lot to be said about protest and arrest and how that that all works together. So satirical protests in this case, I, I wish that Miss Penwarden maybe would have like thought a little bit more carefully about the actions she was doing and that applies to any person that's going to protest you mean maybe right she like should it have been a little very... bit more intentional right she should have been more intentional or at least consider the consequences because she she was actually um she wasn't necessarily surprised about so 
This event occurred in 2019. The trial was held in June of this year, 2023. And she was actually found guilty of both counts and of forgery. And she's facing up to 10 and years. 10 yes, years. Yes, she like, is. And that's that's a long time. I think what was interesting is she said she wasn't necessarily surprised about the conviction, but she seemed a little surprised that she got in trouble at all. And I think that the consequences of your actions need to be at the forefront of your mind before you make any decision. Yeah. And especially when it comes to legality. Like, she did break the law. And if it wasn't a law that you wanted to break, like, I'm not saying that there are some laws that should be broken and some that shouldn't yeah. because I'm about to go to law school and I don't think I can say that. However, if you're going to make the conscious decision to do something that is illegal, you need to be fully informed about the consequences that are associated with that breaking of the law. Oh, yeah. You need so to be ready to, to, be found to, guilty to take of responsibility forgery. for something like that. Exactly. If you're going to if you're going to commit exactly. the crime, like, like, honey, be ready. I mean, you're like, as I said, you're you're going up against huge industry with lots of power and lots of money and lots of lawyers. <laughs> like, you, I mean, not you, you got to think through like, this shit, man. Like, come on. What are you doing? I, I agree. And I feel like forgery really isn't something to be taken. Like forgery is not something to take lightly. Yeah, You know, it's not like she, like she impersonated, not impersonated. I shouldn't say that. She wasn't charged with that. She, she took real letterhead from this organization. She created an email account that did not have any kind of indication that it was fake. You know, like a, from a very like straightforward standpoint, if you weren't considering the fact that it came from a Gmail, you know, like you pointed that out first. Mm -hmm. If you were someone that just received it, it's not like it says like fake Pepans conference or like, haha, Pepans conference. You know, like she she went to great lengths to make this look as legitimate as possible. And even though she did put in those those two sentences that were pretty humorous for us to yeah. read it, it's you know she didn't really necessarily give herself a leg to stand on with the satirical defense yeah um i mean i agree i mean all in all i think that this is just a really hilarious situation like i'm sorry that she has she's actually facing some serious time in the cooler for this but uh like homie oh. what the fuck were you thinking and also, I mean, it's like, I just, how effective really is this type of protest? I well, mean, you know, go ahead. I, I actually have a thought about I have a, that. I mean, I have a few thoughts. I mean, for, for starters, there's always, there's always the argument, sure, any publicity is good publicity. Okay, sure. She, in yep. some way, she sparked a conversation that people are now talking about. But let's be real. She just looks like a fucking idiot. And now that perception could even extend to the climate justice movement in general. Like, I mean, everyone knows people watching, for example, certain news outlets. Um, and when something is like, they're just looking for things to pick apart about the other side. They're always looking for things to pick apart about climate activists or about, you know, anything. They're always looking, they're always looking for things to pick apart. And I'm sorry, you're just giving them ammunition, honey? Like, what are you doing? Like, be more like please be more intentional with your efforts. Like, I appreciate the effort. You know, I, I, I don't think breaking the law is necessary. And I certainly don't think, um, you know, you making yourself look like you have just 
if anything, you've done a disservice at this point. Like, and I, this is just a really good example. Like your voice matters and it matters in many, it could yeah. matter in many ways. You could use your voice. And that was one person who caused all this fucking commotion. Just use it wisely. Like your voice does matter, but holy fuck lady. Like <laughs> now you're facing up to well, 10 fucking I, years in prison. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, well, okay. So what? like two, th well, so like two things. One, I, I feel like this actually could have been a really interesting standpoint for climate activism. Uh -huh. I think, I wish, I really wish she kind of actually would have considered the consequences before acting not only for her own personal sake or her children's sake or her grandchildren's sake because she does reference that she did this on behalf of her grandchildren like she's doing it because she got she said that she w became interested in climate activism when she became a grandmother but it's like missing 10 years of your grandkids life for this I don't know that how worth it and also like the amount of media attention that it got really I don't personally feel was worth 10 years in prison for. So when I say I wish she would have thought about her, co like the consequences, if she had committed this crime, knowing that she could face 10 years in jail, I wish that maybe she would have done it in conglomeration with like a reporter or from the standpoint of like knowing she was going to get her voice out there. Yeah. And I'm not saying that she should have done what she did. And I'm not advocating that people commit crimes in order to like propel their voices because as we've said before, that's not necessary. That's not how it's best to go about these things. I do believe in freedom of speech mm -hmm. and I believe in protest, but this does not necessarily check either of those boxes accurately for me and not something that I would advocate for people to do in order to further any kind of movement. Now, the second thing I wanted to kind of ask you, the the sentencing that she's facing, the maximum amount is 10 years in prison. Yeah. Now, her lawyers are asking for discharge without conviction. Um, what what do you think about one the the charge? I okay. guess like what are how do you feel? about her being sentenced potentially to 10 years in prison for two counts of forgery. Mm -hmm. And also, what are your thoughts on her lawyer saying, we actually would like her to be discharged without conviction? Okay, good question. Um, I think it's, to, to do a little bit of a 180, I do think it's absolutely ridiculous that this could reap 10 years in prison. Like, are you kidding me? When I can think of numerous other offenses where people don't get nearly as much time um uh -huh. i think that's ridiculous i think that's a waste of taxpayer dollars but whatever um that's my opinion on that that's just absolutely insane um agreed i don't even know if prison time is even necessary for something like this for me agreed. I, I mean she should be punished I'm not that sounds weird she should you know deal with the consequences of breaking the law maybe some type of fine or something like fuck but like 10 years probation. in prison is ridiculous um right and discharge that conviction i mean i don't know about that i mean she did commit a crime and she was found guilty right she was found guilty of forgery right i think something like i said even either like probation um or 
some kind of a fine or something like that would have been sufficient. Um, this is insane. Uh, but it shows, it shows what happens when you poke the bear. Um, now I'm not saying don't poke the bear. I, I right. do think we should use our- We are bear pokers ourselves. We are bear pokers. I'm just saying, um, be smart about it. Be intentional. There's a lot of other things she could have done with this time to do right by her grandchildren. And to, that would have been super yeah. aligned with her values and her intentions to combat the expansion of fossil fuels in a conference like this. Like, I mean, for example, we've even talked about the fossil fuel non-proliferation treaty getting involved with something like that or supporting something like that alone could have done volumes like this is an actual organization who's working with nations and diplomats to make some real change in this instance and that would have been that your her voice could have gone a lot farther and her energy could have gone a lot farther by collaborating with a group like that this is super unfortunate she clearly just i mean she's got balls i'll say that like i've got to give it to her like she's got balls to fuck around with big oil um and actually you know do so much damage in a way that they got so pissed off that they're they're possibly sending her to a decade in fucking prison um but yeah it's just a super unfortunate situation like she clearly has her heart in the right place in a way but she doesn't need to be breaking the law to do it and there was probably a lot of other ways that she could have um kind of made the wave she wanted without um without breaking the law, without risking prison time, without having to risk spending a decade away from her grandchildren, which she clearly cares so much about. Um, Right. I actually feel like people turn to these kinds of acts when they feel like they don't have many options or maybe they feel like they're either unaware of what exists as an option, you know, or it's like they feel like those options maybe aren't enough. And I would argue that if I'm going to go with a resort, if you was. Yeah. And I was going to say, if you resort to the second, it's probably because it's actually an issue of the first. I'm going to go like, with option. There's a, a lot more. Yeah, there's there's a lot more out there for people to do than they probably realize. And I would say that if you say that there aren't enough things for you to do, it's because you actually don't know what's available. Exactly. I do think it's option A that you said. She clearly, it was a crime of passion, obviously. um, And it clouded her judgment, in my opinion. And I think that she was lacking a bit of awareness and perhaps even education as to her options. And she thought like, oh, like, let me just use satirical protest to make a wave she clearly was not thinking through the consequences and that's clear based on her reaction to when the cops came knocking at on her door um yeah yeah i think i think her surprise at her arrest is evidence of that yeah but i think what is interesting so i i just listened to an interview that greta thunberg had with the bbc where because she was just arrested recently um at a climate protest (laughs) and Greta made the point of the fact that climate protesters will be arrested and charged and convicted of these like very what I would call small crimes and typically non-violent crimes okay I I will never advocate for almost ever for violence 
Um, so let me just put that very clearly out there. Greta has made the point that climate activists who, who are committing nonviolent crimes will be tried and convicted and sentenced for those crimes as people should for the crimes that they yeah. commit. However, people in positions like these oil executives who are committing not necessarily direct violent crimes, but are in positions of power where the result of the actions they sanction allows for not necessarily violence, but turmoil to happen to large communities of people, they don't get in trouble. Like we don't have laws that actually, in my opinion, properly protect people. Because if if I had to like, if I had to sit there and say, who I feel is committing a crime in this situation, I would say in this particular situation we're talking about between Miss Pepin or between Miss Penwarden and the Pepin's group, mm-hmm. like both are committing some right some discrep or some like a grievances against people. I, I get what you're saying. And I agree. I mean, guys, let me say it right now. Obviously, the fact that fossil fuel companies are gathering at a conference to discuss the propagation of said industry to me is disgusting and i wish it wasn't happening a lot of people do and i think that in a way that is a crime against humanity um however that's a totally different conversation like yeah in the grand scheme of things i wish that there, like i wish there were better i wish legislation was more deliberate in spelling out how organi- like how conferences or industry like this can be really detrimental to i guess humanity you know i i wish yeah. I, I wish there was but that is a systemic problem and right now we're talking about how one little grandma there's no way she can she's going to be able to break that systemic issue and we well, all knew that she wasn't going to be able to do that she maybe knew she she clearly didn't I don't know what she was thinking, honestly. She says one thing, but she went through great lengths to make it look super legitimate. I don't know what she was thinking, frankly. Um, I think she, I think she wasn't aware of the consequences. But I will say, this is a. There are two, like there are two sides to the climate activism coin, I guess, and that we can compare right now. The one side is Miss Miss Penwarden, Mm -hmm. who maybe went about changing legislation the wrong way and then there's youth versus montana thank which you which we have an episode on that like clearly has a a more pinpoint i guess like attack yeah on the situation and are addressing what greta basically brought up as well like well and it's addressing if, that how are we doing this it's addressing that systemic issue that the youth versus montana versus montana case is doing a really is really highlighting the systemic problem of how fossil fuel the fossil fuel industry and the propagation and expansion of the fossil fuel industry directly impacts the health of the local civilians because it does um yeah and could be considered a violation of constitutional exactly. rights exactly all of the above on... that is a very effective way to point out how it the systemic issue and how we can potentially 
really rework that to our benefit for the future. This issue to me just screams, excuse me for sounding blunt, but that's what everyone loves me for. It screams uneducated decision, crime of passion, didn't think through the consequences and, you know, frankly, idiocy. Like, what were you thinking? Like, as I said in the beginning, um, I don't want to call her an idiot. I don't think she's an idiot. I think the action she took was idiotic and very clearly not going to go anywhere. And as I said, it was a waste of very good intention and energy that could have been put towards something that really could have made a difference. Um, And it's just a super, it's just super unfortunate. And I think the reason you and I decided to talk about this on the podcast is because we want people to know that there is, there are ways to go about protests. We've talked about it on this podcast before even. Episode 19, Green Revolutions versus Ineffective Protests. Yes. Where we discussed the ways you can actually be super effective. And there's also ways you can just make everybody hate you and make it worse. Ostracize And you can ostracize yourself, yourself and the group yep. you stand with. Um, this is a perfect example exactly. of how you can do the latter you're not you're if anything this just kind of caused more harm than good for the movement in my opinion and it's super unfortunate because she did put in a lot of effort and it was well-intentioned and i i can't say i don't appreciate her 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 energy and her creativity the balls and the creativity i do but it's super unfortunate that and i definitely don't think it's fair she's facing that much time in prison i think that's a whole other beast um i don't think that's fair i don't think she deserves that i think it's ridiculous that she could face up to 10 years wherein the the companies involved in the conference are going to just go scot-free polluting the planet putting people's lives in danger that fucking sucks yeah but um it's also interesting that it's happening in new zealand which we didn't really touch on you know when i think of countries that have better uh environmental legislation laws appreciation like new zealand is one that that comes to mind and i i feel like i mean we have to wait for the sentencing because we don't actually know if they're going to throw the book at her and make an example out of miss pen warden or if they're going to say maybe to go a bit more lenient like if she doesn't have a criminal history Mm -hmm. i don't think 10 years is an appropriate sentence regardless of what she has been convicted of and i think that most judges would probably agree with that but i think this is just an example of how when we're looking for solutions to the issue of climate justice it's not to be found in putting ourselves in not necessarily dangerous situations, but in situations where the outcome does not actually justify the means. And I think that this is an instance where no matter what the outcome is, even if they say to discharge without conviction, I don't think that that outcome makes this situation any better in terms of climate activism. I I I totally agree with you. And I hope she doesn't get convicted that much because that's... In, in, to me, that's just not right. That's not fair. Um, no. But like, even like you said, even if she gets off scot-free, I don't think that any about anything about this was, was positive. 
Um, so yeah, that's that's really my two cents. And I hope Rosemary and other people who were following this story, um, I don't know, put their efforts towards something that could be a little bit more intentional. Yeah. And uh, if Miss Penn Warden or her family hear this podcast, we we appreciate her activism, and we one hundred percent empathize with her motivations. Yeah. And we are excited to see how her climate justice activism evolves from this situation. As, because yeah. I, I'm I'm happy that she's in our corner. That is one thing I didn't say. Thank you, Miss Penwarden, for standing with the cause. Um, yeah. But you charged the wrong mountain, honey. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. It's okay. It's okay. We, we've, you all, know, we've, we've all been all, there. We've I all used been to there. support Greenpeace. You know, she's, so she's if that makes her, she's... if that makes anyone feel better, I mean, I used to support Greenpeace. I used to actually give that organization money, which is just so, so, so not. Everybody like, starts not their, right. their their climate activism journey yeah. somewhere, and it's typically not the best place. But you know, we evolve. We evolve. And we end up in better places. Yep. And you know, if she ended up here at Hotel Earth. You know, we're we're all just evolving better together. We're better together. Boom, 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 boom. Um, Jack Johnson. I saw him live actually in like 2018. I think it was a really good concert. He used a bo boxed oh. water instead of plastic because it was better for the planet. FYI, what an icon. Um, super cool guy. Anyways, guys. So that's pretty much my two cents on this whole situation. Lex, are you Likewise. have you shared everything? No, I feel satisfied. I feel satisfied. I think uh, we we do need to reiterate that after you listen to this episode, you absolutely should go listen to episode 19 yes. that Ari referenced. And I'm not sure if this is going to come out before or after the Youth versus Montana episode that we've recorded. But regardless, you should 1,000% yeah. check out that episode as well. And just do do some research into the organizations we've we've name-dropped before. For, for example, like the non the fossil fuel non-proliferation treaty they've got a website that you can read up um you, you can read up on their cause and their motives and what the work that they've done and we'll definitely link that um and we've talked about them before on this Absolutely. podcast we did a whole episode on mm -hmm. the fossil fuel non-proliferation treaty that word is so hard for me to say that, um, that hard that 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 hard is word that hard is word Stupid. bitch but um, yeah, let us know what you think. Please give us your feedback on this and let us know what you think about Miss um, Penwarden's um, conviction, her story, her efforts. We'd love to hear it. Obviously, yeah. everything we just said is an opinion piece. Um, yes. That is just two, two ladies' humble opinion. However, we definitely look forward to hearing yours. So feel free to message us on Instagram, which is at Hotel Earth podcast feel free to send us an email at hotelearthpodcast at gmail.com you can follow us on mm -hmm. tiktok as well i think we're at hotel earth pod and yep. follow us on spotify and apple rate review subscribe all the things please it helps us get found and we really really appreciate it yes what else oh credit card information social security left nut mm -hmm. As always. as always and if you're think, if you think, are a woman or identify as one a tit will do i know anybody's 
a nipple. Forget gender. It's all made up anyways. All right, guys. I love you. I love you too. Oh my God. I love you. I love you so much. Thank you all for, for listening to us have our, our moment. And we're going to sign we're gonna off We're going to sign off now. Ciao. Some beautiful conversation. Ciao for now. Hasta la pizza. Bye, bitches. Bye, bitches. Bye.